Blog Talk Radio. Being recorded. Good evening and welcome to the Magellan Show. That's right, we are coming to you on this Monday evening, the 30th day of November 2015. I appreciate your being a part of our show and listening. Some of you may be listening live or on demand, but either way, we, uh, we're glad that you're here. I want to just let you know that we're broadcasting tonight at a, uh, at a special time because uh, we've got some things uh, tomorrow that uh, are conflicting and it's just uh, going to be uh, a little bit uh, a little bit of a conflict to do the show uh, on on Tuesday. So tonight's show, of course, Monday evening, and be available on demand for you and and until the start of the next show, which will be Thursday, and that'll be back at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want to remind you that you can listen to our show on demand at www.magellanshow.com. Don't forget, you can also listen over at iqdcalls.com. They've got our shows over there. You can listen at a time that's convenient for you on demand. And we do want to thank them for posting our programs. They do so on a regular basis, and we do appreciate that. Uh, as well as other websites that are doing the same. Websites like like podbay.fm and others. So thanks again. We're on iTunes. If you want to listen to us on iTunes, the the iTunes app, if you have uh, downloaded it, you can subscribe to our podcast absolutely free. That's right. So it's a great way. It's a great way to listen in. That's that. Remember, you can follow us on social media at Real Magellan. And this is our 500th show. Can you believe it? 500 shows. Well, when this show is completed, we will have, have done 500 of these. Quite a few, in fact. And so we thank all of you for uh, for listening. Some of you have been listening since the very first episode. Wow. So thanks again. Uh, I want to remind you, you can email us, contact at MagellanShow.com. You can donate. Donate to what we're doing. Click on the donate button on our website, and uh, we do appreciate that as well. So I I want to just get into the news, uh, and, and and definitely if you're listening uh, and and you want to tell a friend, please do, because the information on this program, I believe, is uh, is essential. And what we're going to talk about today, you might find a bit uh, overwhelming, but I'm just going to cut, cut to the chase. Some of you that are listening to this program remember back uh, to the time when JFK was president. I was I was not around during that time, but I, I do remember reading uh, about the Cuban Missile Crisis and just how 
serious it was. And thankfully, war was averted. But many, many historians will say that we came closer to a all-out nuclear war than than ever before in, in, in history. And, you know, like I said, all is well ends well. But we fast forward, and we are here in 2015, almost looking at 2016, and so much has has been happening. Just since we've been doing this show over the last two years, there have been so many things that have taken place geopolitically. I remember reporting on on Syria, even back you know a couple of years back, and it looked like that things were about to uh, to to really just blow up then, but it kind of subsided, and nobody really heard about ISIS, did we? But we heard about how the Assad regime was uh, wicked and and how they needed to to be stopped, and so you heard about that a lot. But where are we now? Not two years ago or 50 or 60 years ago, but where are we now? My friends, I think many of you, at least the ones of you that have been listening to this program for for some time, know that, uh, that I don't play games, that I... Uh, I don't. I don't just get on here and sensationalize the news uh, for uh, for my own personal agenda. But I I call it the way it is. Whether we're talking about politics, whether we're talking about uh, you know wars or uh, or <laughs> or economics, currencies. I strive to to be a straight shooter and to do what's right and to call it the way it is. And what I'm trying to say here on this program tonight is that I'm going to do the same thing on this broadcast, uh, especially in light of the subject that we will be dealing with, and that having to do with the with the escalation of tensions in the Middle East. Now, some of you might, at, at this very moment, you know, maybe, maybe tune me out at that moment, or at this moment, and saying, oh, well, it's the Middle East. It doesn't pertain to me. I'm living my life, and it's going great, and I'm never going to travel to the Middle East, and and it, it's just, it's an on-issue. I, I understand where you're coming from. I get it. I know that it's very difficult to own up to the fact that that this world is in a chaotic mess. And, and maybe we can own up to that, but we we all fall victim to this normalcy bias that everything has always been 
and, and it'll just continue to be the way it's always been. That nothing can change, that everything will remain the same. It's important in times like these to look at history because history is our best teacher. Now, I was saying a few moments ago that I, I've always that I, that I try to call it the way it is, and and I, and, I, and I mean that, and I want you to take take it seriously. That's why I, I'm saying all this. We are in a very dangerous time, my friends, and let me tell you why. Most of you know that a few days ago that a Russian uh, fighter jet was shot down, allegedly in Turkish airspace. And it may have crossed over into Turkish airspace for a few seconds, but that would be, you know, at the most. Turkey shot down the, the plane, we know. And there were two pilots on board. They parachuted, but... It, uh, unfortunately, the uh, the rebels fired at them, and one did not survive. What's happening between Turkey and Russia now is even more concerning. And through it all, I can hear the the echoes, the the drumbeat of war. In the distance, there is an escalation in tensions between these two countries to an extreme level. Even now, we are getting reports that that Russia is mobilizing their, their troops and they are going to be moving in to Syria in a... Uh, in a very uh, in a very powerful way, some estimates are as much as a hundred and thirty thousand troops, and they are getting very tough with 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 Turkey and vice versa, and it appears that they are going to be having a showdown. We don't know exactly how it's all going to play out. But it doesn't look good. Now, here's the problem. Turkey is a member of NATO. Turkey's a member of NATO. And technically, you know, we've talked about this before, but technically the United States and its NATO allies must must stand behind Turkey. And that's exactly what they will do. But as things heat up between Russia and Turkey, how does all that play out? Well, not good. Not good at all. And there's so much more. There's so much more that I I could get into in, in regards to all of this but I won't. I won't because um, it's just, can I say this? 
it's just too controversial to to delve into. But but I think you get the idea. I am gonna I am going to to look at a couple of articles here. Just to give you a better sense as to what's going on. So you can gather some perspective, some added perspective on how all of this is shaping up. The headline, Russia plans to shut down Turkish border. Okay. So let's look at this article. We may, my friends, not fully even understand just how close that war could be, just how serious all of this really is. And sometimes we think that things will take place way out into the distance. But sometimes, someday, is is now. It's today. Can be. Damascus and Moscow have agreed, of course, Damascus being the Syrian capital, have agreed to take steps to block the Syrian border with Turkey and cut off supply lines for the Islamic State and other jihadi groups. Let me pause for a moment. Back in 2013, I believe it was in September of 2013, when President Barack Obama had come out and made a statement about Syria, it looked like that we were going to enter into some kind of conflict at that point. But at that moment, Russia had not really involved itself very much. It really hadn't... uh, hadn't placed itself into the dialogue. But I remember saying something. And if you go back to the September broadcast, I can't remember exactly. It was, I don't know, somewhere between the the 10th and 15th of September, I I think. But if you remember, I, I said this. I said, Syria and Russia are allies. And the fact that we are wanting to go into Syria is not a good it's not good you know it's dangerous it's just like and I, I think I use the the analogy you know what if someone were to go into the, uh, you know the United Kingdom you know Great Britain uh, we would we would help defend but all of this took place before there was an ISIS and it was all about Assad and how how evil Assad was and now it's not so much about Assad, but about ISIS. But now, here we are, and, and there really hasn't been much of a military campaign by the United States towards ISIS targets in Syria, but certainly there has been on the part of uh, the Russian military. But now you have... Uh, and then why is Turkey so offended by Russia? Well, because they don't like what Russia is doing. They don't like it. Vladimir Putin has been very uh, very straight up about why, but Russian Foreign Minister 
Sergei Lavrov announced the effort on Friday after talks with Syrian Foreign Minister Walid uh, Malem. We actively support that. We are open. That is, of course, the, the shutting down of the border. We are open for coordination of practical steps, certainly, in interaction with the Syrian government. Lavrov said about an earlier proposal by French President Francois Hollande, we are convinced that by blocking the border, we will, uh, in many respects, solve the tasks to eradicate terrorism on Syrian soil. The article goes on, and uh, you certainly can read it in entirety. Uh, let me just drop down here. On Saturday, the Egyptian news website Al Yam Al Sabay posted a report indicating Russia will soon launch a massive operation dubbed Total Destruction, according to Iran's Fars News Agency. The report said Russia will use uh, Sukhoi fighter jets, uh, Tupolev bombers, submarines, and warships deployed in the Mediterranean uh, against the Islamic State. And last week, they deployed its advanced S-400 anti-aircraft system in Syria. And these are unbelievable uh, aircraft. And, uh, wow, what can I say? But uh, this is definitely definitely a, uh, a, a serious situation, a very serious situation. Russia is not... Well, they're not messing around. They mean business. Now, the other thing about Russia is that they're calculative. And they take steps as they deem necessary. So they're not, they're not hasty, but when they act, they act deliberately and, 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 and forcefully when needed. Now, Wesley Clark, the former commander of NATO, has said that uh, that Turkey, and this is in a YouTube video, that Turkey is supporting the wrong side. He says that. He says that they are in support of the Islamic State. These are the words of, uh, of, of Wesley Clark the former NATO commander. So where do we go from here, my friends? Where do we go from here? Well, first of all, we need to go go to our knees. We need to get down on our knees in prayer because we are uh, coming, coming into some serious times. And I, the thing is, my friends, is I do not believe and... I wish I didn't have to say this, but I, I really believe that that it's not going to that it's not going to end there. But we've only seen the beginning; we've only scratched the surface. But if the United States and its allies within the NATO alliance do join together with Turkey, this is supposing that 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 the conflict is not averted or avoided, if they join together, that, that we could be looking at a, uh, at a military 
conflict with Russia, the likes of which we have never seen before, but always feared before. You know, growing up in the 1980s, uh, we always heard about, uh, you know, about the po- we always would hear about the possibility of, of, a, of a military conflict with Russia. I mean, we always did. But uh, we could actually be at the point of seeing that happen, but in a different way. Now, Russia has been pounding, pounding ISIS uh, targets and locations throughout Syria and doing their best to disable the infrastructure that would support their terrorist network. Now, that's a good thing, and we have to give credit to where credit is due. But I just don't like what I see happening. Now, what else is going on while we while we examine and consider the possibility, the startling possibility of, of a potential war? Well, the, the elite, the leaders, the global leaders are meeting in Paris uh, right now, right now. Everyone is there. Security is tightened, of course. And free speech, well, no, that's not going to happen. You know, you always have the protesters at various summits, whether it's uh, the WTO or uh, UN. So, I mean, it's just it just goes with the territory. But they're not going to have that now. And, and why? Well, if you if you watch television and 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 look at some of the reports, read some of the reports of uh, what's happening in Paris. Remember, after the terrorist attacks in Paris, they, in a sense, issued or enacted martial law to a certain degree. And they also put in place certain uh, certain policies that you could say were similar or, or comparable to the Patriot Act. And many of the constitutional rights and freedoms of that France normally w- would enjoy and be able to exercise uh, were, were for the period of what, 90 days, uh, were basically just taken away from the French people. So as this summit, which has been in the works for a long time, is underway, there is a gag order part of the of the French. They can't speak out about about this climate change summit because they're still under, as I said, this 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 type of martial law ever since the Paris attacks. So it makes it very interesting for the for the for the Parisians. Uh and uh you know, they're gonna be talking about the climate and there's an article that we rep- that we reported at Real Magellan on our on our Twitter feed. I retweeted this about how these leaders, the elites, have created three hundred thousand tons of CO two flying to Paris summit. 27 million gallons of jet fuel burned 
for a climate change summit, that they want to point their finger at you because you drive an SUV. What hypocrisy. I mean, what extreme hypocrisy. But it goes just beyond that. It's it's deeper than that. You know, it it, it puts us closer to the uh, Agenda 21, Agenda 30, uh, the, the plan to change the way we go about our daily lives. There are going to be a lot of policy changes, international laws and so forth. And right now, Barack Obama is apologizing in in France to the world because of how we as Americans have been so, well, I'm just kind of paraphrasing here, have basically been uh, gluttons for 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 energy. So what's the solution? What's the solution for that? Well, read the Pope's encyclical. You know, it doesn't talk about Jesus Christ. I'm not saying that it's, his name is not mentioned within that. Encyclicals are, 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 are not uh, are not something that, that popes issue all that often. But, you know, all it does, it talks about climate change and Basically, the, the same. I mean, that's all you're hearing from these from these from these elitists, whether they are under the religious umbrella or not. But what they're doing is they're attempting. Why why are they doing this? Because it's an attempt to restrict to restrict the movements of citizens. You know the kinds of of places they live the places they live in, you know, the cars they drive, all of these things. And uh, and also as a way to have a global tax, you know, your carbon f- footprint, you know. And, uh, and, and it's something that uh, has really just uh, become the, the, the dominant talking point. And uh, certain countries are going to actually have to pay up and uh, and have to pay steep taxes and be restricted on what they can and, and cannot produce because of the uh, the 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 impact that it could have on the environment global warming and you have all these progressive so-called progressives and the the, uh, the 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 liberals like Bernie Sanders who says that the climate change, that global warming, is the cause for the terrorism that we that we see, uh, and, 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 and that's being carried out all over the place. Come on, give me a break. How about the fact that these people are 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 evil, full of the devil, and uh, and just wicked, if it were for real reality, well, it wouldn't be, you know, couldn't blame terrorism on that. But we are hurtling, my friends, towards the precipice of a full-scale war. And we need to 
pray and seek the Lord that this whole situation can turn around. Vladimir Putin has uh, issued some strong words. Well, he did in a statement about a month ago in regards to uh, what's going on with uh, this. I mean, he's at the global, at the, at the climate summit. But some are suggesting, because he's already spoken out critically about it, uh, some some are suggesting that that he he may go on record uh, and and issue some statements that could be uh, uh, quite uh, quite condemning and, uh, and and could certainly shine the light uh, on on several countries that uh, and leaders that have been really promoting this agenda and, and and it could be done so in a way to where it portrays them in a not so positive light. We'll have to wait and see, but it's it's getting very heated, it's getting very uh it's getting very dicey right now. Like I said, there is so more so much more that we could talk about here. There is there is so much more that I could talk about and discuss, but I I will restrain myself from doing that uh, because um, we're at a point now where everything is changing. Uh, everything is changing. And we're, we're not living in, in the days in which we used to live in. It's not the good old 1970s or 80s or, or, or whatever. It's a different time. And, uh, you know, and until the Lord returns, it may never Actually, it, it's probably not going to change. It's probably going to go from bad to worse, and I hate to say that. Now, obviously, if you are in Christ, then you have nothing to ultimately be afraid of because you're, you are his, and, and, uh, but at the same time, he still wants us to be prudent, he still wants us to be wise, and to be led by him. And if you look throughout the scriptures, you see now, sometimes God will lead people in certain directions. So be attentive uh, to his voice. Hear his voice. Uh, let him speak to your heart. And and just take heed to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. But these are some, some incredibly perilous times in which we're living in. So that's about all we'll say for now. We'll get more into uh, the financials, the economy, currencies, and more on our broadcast, which will be 11 a.m. Eastern time. Don't miss it. The playback number, oh, yes, I don't want to forget that. The playback number is 712-775-7039. The access code 327-756-POUND. Thanks so much for listening. God bless all of you. Have uh, have a great week. This is Magellan. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at Real Magellan. Thanks again to all of you for listening. Appreciate IQDcalls.com for posting our shows, as well as podbay.fm and others. Have a good one. See you on the next show. This is Magellan. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>